The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast for Beer Sports Talk. For episode number 354, I think we're at, Dave. Uh, Tonight's show is sponsored by uh, SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Great stocking suffer for the holiday season. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great shows and articles over there at BellyUpSports.com. I was on the uh, the Corner Booth podcast tonight. Make sure you guys go check that out later on. Uh, hard-hitting journalism there at uh, the Corner Booth podcast tonight. <laughs> I'm sure else. it is. Uh, hard-hitting journalism. Thank you very much, everybody who listens to our show and subscribe to our YouTube channel and everything else. Make sure, you, uh, if you're watching on YouTube tonight, uh, like, subscribe, and all that stuff. Dave, it's uh, she. you know what? People piss and moan about the uh, snow falling down and everything else and the holiday season. Uh, you know. But you know what? For about four weeks, three to four weeks a year, I kind of like it. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Christmas dork from way back. I always have been. Uh, it's one of those things. We're not decorating the, the, this house uh, at this time this year because we're moving over uh, two weeks today, actually. But uh, I actually, like when the snow falls down, and the the street lights are on. I quite like Christmas a lot. I, I actually, you know what? I love Christmas a lot. I like Christmas as well. Are, are you playing the music now on the daily on the red? Oh, yeah. or, or like, oh yeah. Okay, well, good for you because uh, we haven't really. It's come on occasionally, but it's definitely not on the on the. It's not a full rotation, but when one comes on, I'm like yeah, I'll turn turn it up a little bit. Yeah. No, that's good for you. And you know, I don't mind watching snow. Like you said, it's it's kind of pretty to to see the snow falling on the in the traffic lights. And yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I don't because it's not really bothersome now. And then, like once Christmas is done, then the snow can fuck off too. Because I don't I don't need it on the reg. Um, it's like the Christmas music. I'm okay. I'll put up with it for the season, and and I'll even enjoy it a little bit. But you know, once once that's done, you know, it, it really does kind of make my life a little bit shittier having snow on the ground. From, from today's the seventh of uh, of December. If it was all gone gone by about two o'clock in the afternoon, the twenty sixth, I'd be good. Oh, completely fine. Hey, completely you wake up Boxing Day, you do the thing, and then you know what? Get the fuck out of my house. Christmas is over. Yeah, like you've overstayed your welcome. <laughs> Get up off the couch. He's like, you, she's time to go. Her? Yeah, yeah. Who's is that? Your buddy on the couch from last night? Like, fuck. Tell yeah, him, wake him up. Go. Tell him, tell him it's time to go, man. No, the uh, the big news here in Canada this week, and it was a, a well-deserved big news and something that didn't get nearly enough press, uh, press throughout her career, and uh, I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of being a soccer guy. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit in the past. We Like last year when we uh, the, the Men's World Cup was uh, kicking around and Canada made the uh, – Canada made the World Cup and had a draw in their initial game. And uh, did they win the Alfonso Davies? Did they win their first game? 
No, they it was uh draw, to draw. tie loss loss, wasn't it? No, I think yeah. it was no, it was they lost they went three and out. They lost all three games. Anyway, it doesn't much matter. But the one thing that uh that kind of and I'm I'm guilty of it hundred percent was uh the great career of Christine Sinclair. Uh I have a niece who's heavily into the soccer world out in Vancouver Island and and uh, you looked at the, that uh, women's soccer game. I don't know if you watched it or what what uh, kind of uh, eyeballs you got on that, but the lead up to that game and you got thinking like man oh man that girl, that woman not that girl. That woman is an absolute role model. We'll get into some other sports role models of the past, but you you look back on that and the, the the celebration of sport that that was, and the celebration of a human being that that was on Tuesday night. I, I think it was. It was uh, it was pretty awesome. Like like the, the and how it didn't get as much press throughout her career. I get it, but I don't get it. On on the other hand, uh, you're a soccer guy from way back in the uh, in the '80s, there, Dave. What what's your thoughts on the, the 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 one of the greatest athletes in Canadian history? And I'm not even saying that just because we're talking about it. Uh, she's right up there, man. 190 uh, all time international goals, most ever in, in soccer history, um, international soccer history. Uh, not Dave in the playground over at Winston Churchill or at uh, Emmanuel Christian, but Christine Sinclair, she is 100% a Canadian icon. A Canadian icon. She's a Canadian hero. I give her so much credit. And the reason being because she's a woman playing soccer, right? And not even a woman playing soccer. It's, it's, it's a woman. Like how many, how many women on Canadian on Canada's uh, hockey roster can we name? Right. Well, like when someone says a name, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can remember that, but not Christine Sinclair anymore. She stood the test in time. Canadian women's uh, international team has been on the national stage. They've been licking the gold world, 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 world cups on and on. It goes, man. Like it's bronze medals. They got jobbed out. I don't know. I forget if it was the world cup or the Olympics. The Olympics in 14. Actually, I got a funny story about that one, but go ahead. Oh, they got right. Rob, the fix was in the, the NBC wanted the Americans in the finals, not the, not the Canadians on that one. But so every, every two years, Right, uh, we, they'd be in a World Cup or they'd be in a uh, in the Olympics, and you would hear about Christine Sinclair, and she carried herself with with class and and kicked ass on the pitch. Like you said, she scored more goals than any man or woman in international play in history. That's that's a hell of a fucking accomplishment, and to carry yourself and be a role model and lead from the front. I credit her with the resurgent of soccer for both men and women across Canada. Like she, the eyeballs and interest she brought to the sports, to the, to the sport of soccer here in Canada really gave the men's team and program a kick in the ass in development. And, and I don't think the men would be as good as they are right now without Christine Sinclair's yeoman service over the last 20 years. You know, the thing I, I like about uh, Christine Sinclair and what she did, and I, I when I go watch my niece play soccer, and I'm not saying that McKinley's a Christine Sinclair level of soccer player, because like, that, that's elite. Like, that's 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 over Gretzky kind of stuff, right? Well, the best but, ever, right? Ever. So, but, but when I see my niece and her soccer team, whatever she, team she might be playing for, the, the BC Island Surf or another other squad she, she plays for, 
and you see the uh, emotion that those girls have for their teammates. Uh, it's the same kind of emotion that I see Christine Sinclair had for her teammates at the national team level because Sinclair was such a um, a, a pioneer for women's soccer because it's going back 22 years now. And so she she was a pioneer to to grow the game, and she 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 knew her role early, being a young person when she got into it. And she goes, oh, I guess, well, I guess this is me now. I I'm part of this. Like I'm I'm one of the best on on this this team that's not hasn't been very good. And now here here's me. And I see um, when I see McKinley's team play, I see a lot of. Uh, positive team building that i don't see and i don't you you might see this a little bit with jasper's uh, um, baseball teams a little bit but i see like when i see female sports I, I saw mckinley's teams playing i see there there's cheering for their teammates the same christine sinclair was doing right right up to her very last game how she was urging her teammates on urging for, for the progression urging to get better and with with men's sports I don't see that same thing within the team. I see a lot of uh, of men's sports. They're so in it for themselves, and they could care less about the team. And if I'm wrong, let 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 me know. Obviously, but women's sports, they're they're they they know they're all pioneers for the next generation. So a lot more than the male sports are because they're looking out for themselves. Am I off a base on that a little bit? I well. Yeah, I don't know what you're watching. Baseball at a at a a lot more at a at a more elite level than I, but I will say this on Jasper's team, they're they're pretty much in it for each other. They they're good teammates and they cheer each other on. And and I don't find maybe that's because it's his age and he's a little too young. Because um, McKinley's what 16, 17 now kind of thing. So so. She was born one of those years before this one, yeah. Okay, so 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 I don't know. I'm I'm not ready to I'm impugn. Uncle, the, I'm not ready to impugn the whole generation of of, of male sports. It, but as, like like we we beat it to death about um, how now has become focusing on one sport, and if you don't got the dough, then you're not you don't you're not going to play on a competitive team, and then you're just going to give up. So that that's that's changed so dramatically from when we were kids. Um, I will say this about Sinclair, though, like she is, she is the consummate team teammate, and she's led from the front, and she hasn't asked anything from her teammates that she hasn't done and sacrificed herself, whether it be um, the training before the games or or on the field performances, and and that's she's she's just a role model in in every way. What I like the most about her is that she made it very clear at a young age. You know, you you don't have to to uh, pretend to go if you want to go out and win a game and score a goal and and swear a little bit. You can go out and do it, and you don't have to be a certain type of girl to uh, succeed in life. And if this is what you love doing, and, and you, you just see it, I, it was such a and how she played for her country a lot and her teammates, it was such a great thing. I talked about the other day, I can't remember what I was talking to, but like you, you look at uh, back when I was a kid, back in the, in the eighties, you had uh, 
you had Gretzky, then you had Lemieux, and there were definitely two different factions, or or even the Islanders guys, like you had Mike Bossy, you had those guys. So there were three players, like obviously Gretzky, looking back, is obviously the greatest one. But you had a definite split if you were you were an, an Oilers fan or you were you, you or so you were a Gretzky fan or you were a Lemieux guy or you were if you're not guy you, you were a bossy guy there is no doubt at all who the king daddy topper is in the world of Canadian women's soccer or Canadian soccer it's Christine Sinclair yes you might you might throw uh uh who's the guy the Canadian Bob Lennon Bob Leonard Uzi. Bob Leonard Uzi, but the kid now. Um, Alfonso Davies. Alfonso Davies, right? You throw Davies in there now, but if you go to every little girl, every Canadian female soccer player, there is no doubt who number one in their mind is. You're not thinking about anybody else. Like, wait, like I said, we had back today, the there was Gretzky and Lemieux. Now it's Christine Sinclair, and that's it. And the, the, and when she goes and signs autographs on the, the sideline, even that night when at BC Place, which they named, named they, re, they renamed uh, Christine Sinclair place that night because she grew up in Burnaby, not too far from there. Um, she was still with the little so- the little girls like, okay, hey, let's go, guys. Time to go. Like, let's, let's go have some fun. Let's go do this. There's no doubt in anyone's mind who the uh, King Daddy Topper is in Canadian soccer. It's Christine Sinclair. It, it, it ain't close. It's not you close. Qu- you mean Queen Daddy? Queen Daddy Topper, sorry. Or, or Queen Mama Topper. Queen Mama Topper, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, I, I hear that comparison, but it doesn't really uh, jive with me because a there's ten thousand more hockey players than there are women's soccer players, and also we're cheering for the teams as well. So even when Gretzky and Lemieux were playing, you would uh, I don't know how many friends that were Flames fans thought Gretzky was a whiner. That's like whiner, whiner, whiner. Well, I, did. Really... I, I was one of them. We were... Well, and, and, and so you're not you're not appreciating it until come Canada Cup where they're all wearing, wearing the same jersey. Yeah. Whereas Sinclair, that's the only time. Like, she played professional soccer. She does play professional soccer in the States. But I couldn't tell you. I think she plays for Portland, but I don't know that. Yeah, but every – I, I think um, every time we do see her and she becomes on the national stage and she, she gets on the news feed and she's always wearing a, a Canada Jersey. And that's, and that's why we can always all get behind her because she's not playing for a rival. No, the, uh, like you, you look at like those few sign autographs and sidelines that are night and, uh, or even uh, they're, they're showing montage. Everybody loves the montage. Right. And the, the, the looks of, of little girls that were like, oh, that's Christine Sinclair in front of me. Like you could see it. Right. And it was, it was really neat to see, um, Dave, you, you like, we, we talk with Jasper a lot of time. He gets a lot of pressure, free press for old Jasper. Maybe we could just talk to his agent, get a, get a cut in this, <laughs> but, uh, like how important and how different is it now? Because you you were uh, an aspiring athlete when you were when you were uh, a younger kid and everything else and playing soccer, how different is now for you, for uh, as a dad, for a role model situation compared to what it was what you guys you looked up to when when you were uh, an aspiring athlete compared to what Jasper has now. Well, as far as my kid goes, he doesn't really like watching sports. Right. He, he likes watching the highlights on there. He's a highlight kid, like yeah. all his favorite players and this guy and that guy. He has favorite players. He doesn't have a favorite team. He, he prefer the Blue Jays to win. Um, but after that, it's like he knows he knows stats. He knows what this guy did and what this guy did. But he like he doesn't have a single person that he holds up on a pedestal. And 
And I think that's just become the way of professional sports right now that every player wants to be their own brand and every player wants to do that. Yeah. And it's not, it's not about team and fan base anymore. And that's amongst the little kids too. And unless you're living in the city of the professional team, I don't, I'm just speaking for my kid, but as far as my kid and his buddies go, there's some diehard Blue Jay fans rolling around, but otherwise every kid has their favorite player. And that's just, I think that's the biggest difference I noticed from when I was his age to, to how the, how these kids are rolling now with their adoration of professional athletes. You know, and, and like I'm glad you brought that up. It's it's funny because our our dads are working class guys, and they 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 watch sports and everything else. But they 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 and they knew who this guy was and that guy was. But they were too busy working and trying to put a roof over our heads and put food on the table to worry about this guy and that guy. They weren't doing fucking podcasts in the 1970s by any means, obviously. But uh, it's funny that you brought bring that up. Is that uh, one thing I've always wondered is, are are you kind of glad a little bit? Because knowing knowing what you know now, because we lived through the, uh, the 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 days before cell phones and pro athletes, and we know now that some of those guys weren't the most. Uh, I don't want to say they weren't the most upstanding citizens, but they didn't mind getting down, right? Like it, and Charles Barkley said it best back. I think it was like in the mid '90s. Says, "I'm not a role model." Like, I'm not. I'm an athlete. I'm not a role model. And looking back now, I kind of understand what he was saying. Like, because they were doing some pretty unsavory things between drinking and womanizing and a lot of gambling and everything else. Do you kind of look back now? And because and, now everything's more accessible, right? And so when something goes wrong in an, in an athlete's world, um, it gets shed to light pretty quick compared to when we were in the uh, back in the 80s. We didn't. We uh, we knew those guys had a good time, but we weren't privy to what kind of a good time they were having. Uh, David, as a, as a father, are you kind of glad that maybe Jasper doesn't emulate such and such a guy because we because we, you and I know about the times that these guys can have. Yeah, but then you know, for things like that, ignorance is bliss. Like we're, we we're li- we're living in the instant information world. If some guy fucks up tonight, we're gonna know about it tomorrow morning. It's gonna be on the Twitter feed. Um, same with any kind of highlight that might happen on tonight's football game. We're gonna know before we go to bed. We're gonna know. When I was sixteen, I don't think, I think TSN, the Canadian sports. Network didn't even come around till I was probably about 16 years old. Fuck that might be pushing it. It's it close, but yeah, you're, right. you're around there. So what sports highlights do you watch? You watch the local news and watch, you know, five minutes of, uh, of the sports, which covered, they they would just put, they show one highlight and then just put all the scores on, whether it be baseball or hockey. Yeah. And, and even in Canada, like you got no NFL highlights, you got the CFL highlights. So, you know, and, and as far as, you had to follow a team because if you're following, if you're, if you're a fan of a player, I don't know if you would be able to watch him more than 15 times a year. And you wouldn't know how they were doing until that Tuesday paper came around and you can actually look up their stats. So it, it's just such a different age where it, it's, it's become, it's become a possibility to even follow players as opposed to the team. And so I think that's, that's why, Sports in general, they're trying to figure it out as to how do we market. Like, we got to market the players because that's what they're here for. But then what happens when we lose said player? Now, like, you know, uh, uh, 
Trey Turner. I'll just bring him up, right? Because he's on his third team in five years, and he's and he's great, and he's a winner. But you know, like, so are you a Dodger fan? Are you a Ranger fan? Or sorry, a National fan? Or are you a Philly fan? Like, what? Like, what? What the fuck? Like, if you're a fan of the player, you're a fan of the player. Well, and that's the thing. Like that, that we think we've talked about in the past. Where free agency, yeah, put a lot of money, and when they started disclosing what players were each, were, were each making, it, it it grew. It grew what salaries every player was making because they they realized that the owners were making all the fucking money. And uh, you, you you laugh and you look back and go, yeah, I was a fan of a player, and they were there forever. And the players wouldn't even think about going to play and signing a free agent for a, for a hated team. And it's the golden age of sports is is one that's uh, long gone. It ain't coming back. Is is sports better now? Like the athletes are better now. The, the skill levels now we talked about before. The skill level now is better, but the sports aren't better. It's just not. And anybody wants to argue with me, you can fucking come on our show. And I'll argue about blue in the face about that. And the it's just different. And uh, you, you wonder why. The powers that be don't don't see that, and uh, you, you just go like, will will it ever get back to that scenario where the athletes or the owners might take over and go, you know what, the game's not as good because well the buildings are full, so they probably won't. No, and you can't. What's the you can't put you can't replicate genie, the past. Yeah, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. Like, and when the owners understand, like, what are they supposed to understand? Like, so. <laughs> You know, for back in the golden age of sports, the monies were making uh, owners were making money hand over fist and fucking over the players. And then you even had the union guy, Alan Eagleson in the NHL, fucking over the players. Like the players were getting fucked over all the time. So maybe sometimes like it's okay that the players are being a little bit greedy now to, to, you know, it's not even greedy. It's like wanting their fair share. Like, how is that being greedy? Um, yeah, without one, and you don't have the other. Yeah. Without the other, you don't have one. Right. right? You know, and, and, like it's, and it's, so, it's shitty to say without without this, you don't have that. Yeah, it's 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 never going to change. This is the way we we are, and then so, and that's the thing now too. Like by being a, a team owner, you obviously want to monetize. You want the game to grow. You want the revenue based uh, streams to keep flowing in, and you can't do it with players uh, with people cheering for your team uh you you need the players you you need the players to be marketable because that's how today's fan views the game right it's it's they're they're the kids that aren't in the towns like like us here where where we are they have their players and they watch their highlights and they're fans of the players they're a fan of the game but they're not a fan of any team anymore. They just they just want to see the highlights and the different. That's players. a good segue, Dave, into what I wanted to talk to you about a little bit. And like we we've been t- we've been touting for a couple of years now what Otani's going to make, and, and honestly, for a couple of years now we've been saying this guy's going to make. I, I said upwards of a billion dollars, and he got hurt. And it's, it's, it's like now there's there's reports that he's going to get uh, six hundred billion or six hundred million. Sorry, not six hundred billion. Six hundred million from somebody. It's probably the Dodgers or the Jays. It looks like he's going to, and it's at a point now like. Would you just sign a fucking contract already? Because not like to me, no, no, hear me out before you fucking say no. And you get all pissy pants, Dave, towards Brent. But to me right now, it's at a point you're just a fucking DH. And I ain't paying you 500 million bucks to be a DH. To for, okay, I understand. I, I'm not paying you $500 million to be a DH this season. Because you know what? 
a DH rarely ever wins a championship. But that $500 million that I spend on you is going to put a billion dollars in my bank account because the, 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 the tickets I'm going to sell, the marketing, and on and on and on. And it's funny. It, it's funny you say that about the, the not being a fan of the team. Right now, Shohei Otani is the biggest name in, in in baseball. But is his on the field value worth five hundred million today? That's on the like, field value. No, no. I said like like you're paying him for this production, like just. War, your DH, yeah, but no, that, like you can't, you can't have a a fifty million dollar DH. It's it's impossible. No, unless he's gonna hit every fucking home, unless he hits eighty, home unless he hits eighty five right? home runs and has three hundred RBIs. But as an investment property, yes, because there's going to be asses in their seats. There's, there, there's going to be people. Toronto is going to become. A huge well, I think Toronto already is a pretty decent road draw because there's Canadians in every major league. Uh, they, city, they, they, right? do very, they do very well in Seattle, they do very well in Minnesota, they do very well in Detroit, they do very well in New York, they do very well, uh, obviously in Toronto, they uh, they do pretty well in uh, Pittsburgh because it's all border Cleveland. cities, right? Yeah, Cleveland, yeah. yeah. And then, like, yeah, no matter where they go, like, there's, like, there's a good portion of Canadians in every single city, um, in the United States, um, so that's gonna be a road draw, which doesn't really help the owner. And then also, like, jersey sales, like we've said before, for every Shohei Otani Blue Jay, like, let's pretend that he goes to the Blue Jays, that that goes into the the big pile. That doesn't go kitty. into the yeah, that doesn't go into the Blue Jay pile. So I, I like why would Colorado or, or Pittsburgh give a shit where Otani, uh, excuse me, signs? They're just happy he's going to a new team because there's going to be another two million new jerseys, and then people can throw those angel ones away or or or, or put them in the closet for the next couple of years. But as an owner, I, I I totally think it'd be an investment. Like in like ten years down the road. So what is he? Twenty eight. 28, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 29 now, yeah. Yeah, like, no, there's no, there ain't no 39 year old that's worth $50 million, $60 million a year. I, and that's going to be impossible. On the field, like right now, and I said it this morning, I, I like it's, there's no way, there's no way this year I'm paying him 50 million bucks to be a DH. Not a chance. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The, he, he has less baseball gloves right now than Edgar Martinez did, did back in the fucking 90s with the fucking Mariners. I wouldn't yeah. give that guy, and the way he's de- demanding this and demanding that, and trying to keep the Dodgers' mouth shut about doing this, and his camp saying this, and like I said earlier on, we have been talking about this for two years now, two years about how much he's going to get and where he's going to go, and he's just driving the price up and and playing the owners against themselves. I wouldn't give that guy ten bucks right now to go play for the Leopards fucking Bulls. Fuck off! Like he's on my fuck off list for Monday night. Honestly, like you know what? You can fuck off. Like you're a DH man. You get you get four at bat tonight. What what's what are you doing? I wouldn't pay him that. I think he's, because he's, he's not going two for four every night. He's not. He's really good, right? Like he's he's better than Judge. He's a better hitter than Judge, right? Equal. Okay, and then Judge signed for what? Judge plays outfield though. 
I, uh, I, I Judge get it, got but... four, or three, three sixty-five, three seventy over nine years. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I think Otani can play left field just as good as anybody. Like, but he doesn't. Like his, no, but he doesn't because he pitches. And, you know, that that would be the thing I would be most worried about because he, if he is able to to come back and at elite form, like he, he – Cy Young, if you squint, yeah, sure, he might get some votes. But he's, he's not a, a realistic contender. But how do you sign this guy without knowing for sure if he's coming fully back from this Tommy John? And and this is his second Tommy John yeah. as well, isn't it? You know, so he, he, he ain't Nate the Great of Aldi who has three or four of them can still keep going and win in world winning uh, Cy Youngs and everything else, right? Yeah, so so we you don't know it is probable, and and obviously they're they're gonna be sharing all his medical records because if you're gonna ask someone to fork over half a bill to uh represent your team for the next 10 years, you're I think you should be privy to, to medical records and, and see how things are trending. Is, is the off-the-field headache worth the on-the-field return? Oh, I don't think there's any off-the-field headache. Oh, he gives, there is. Oh, no. Tawny does. Like, he, he gives the I, – I did a little read on that. And the only days he does give interviews on the days he pitches. And then he's just unavailable. Like, and that's the thing. He don't give a fuck. He, he sticks to himself, keeps his nose clean, and uh, lets his interpreter do all the talking and, and just rakes and pitch as well. I can, you can't say he hasn't produced for the Angels in the last five years. You can't say that at all. Like, he's he did win MVP again, didn't he? Or no, because he got hurt. Who won the AL MVP this year? I think I it was know, him. I should know this, and I don't right now. Again. No, it wasn't. But, Okay, it but, doesn't matter. But nonetheless, you know, he, Actually, he's, how did they have given it out yet? Did they? Honestly, no. Fuck, they had to. Have. Well, I can't. I don't. Fucking know. Christmas matter. time. No one's fucking listening, anyways. That's well, fine. you know, and I wouldn't put it by baseball to to hold on to it until the new year. But what do you do? I was a big Otani guy until this week when it was reported that uh, the his camp gave hit gave the Dodgers shit for. Uh, spewing some news that they they met and they talked and everything else I'm like dude who cares it's not a surprise you're fucking a free agent like it's not like who the fuck are you like you're you're still you're, you're there's they're the fucking doctors man they said yeah he came to Dodger stadium we had a conversation it was good and it was dave roberts the the manager who's one manager of the year and won a world series yeah it was a quasi world series but i was like you haven't done a you actually haven't won anything anything and you're leaving all these teams fucking hanging right now when you've known for at least there's no way that fucker hasn't known where he's been going for at least a year now it's not I, a two-week decision I it's call not it a two-week decision dave it's you know i i didn't hear this fucking shit coming out your mouth when it was aaron judge last year no i was down on judge i was yeah but you weren't saying like i wouldn't sign him for 10 bucks and who the fuck does he think he is like like it's 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 a, it's a it, he's earned the right to go through this process, and if you're going to make a decision for five hundred million dollars of where you're going to hang your hat for the next ten years, take a fucking year. What do I fucking care? Why do you care? I don't know. It, why. it holds other teams back from doing spending that they might want to be able to do. Like who? The Pirates? The Indians? I well, think no, they're, 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 there's there's 27 teams who aren't 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 in the uh, in the realm of, of signing him, but there's also 27 teams who aren't World Series contenders. 
Well, exactly. Like, so, so what's the big fucking deal? And you know, if someone's like, oh, the other clients, well, like, oh, I wish they'd make up their mind. So, like, because uh, uh, there's agents lining up to make a pitch for their client. Well, if you, if, if you want to get paid by the Dodgers or the Yankees, you just fucking hold, hold tight. Just hold tight. He's the biggest fish in this pond. And until we know what boat he lands in, we're not going to make our decisions. As a pitch, as a, as a DH only, how much are you giving him? You, you, Dave Van Robies, are you're, you're, you're fucking, you are the fucking GM owner, fucking king daddy topper of uh, the New York Mets. You have, you have, you have, you have Cone's money. How much are you giving? Show if Shohei Otani says I'm signing here, stroke me a check. I'm. How much are you giving him? Twenty dollars a game more than Aaron Judge is making. He's better than Aaron Judge. He's a better mark. He's more marketable than Aaron Judge. He's, he's more marketable than Judge because Judge is marketable in New York. Yeah. Judge I, Judge pissed me off because Judge couldn't go anywhere else to make the same amount of money, and I, I admitted that like right like tonight a year ago, a hundred percent that Judge was kind of out outbidding himself a little bit because Judge's biggest marketability was in New York. And I said it right here in the 1420 podcast that judge was making a big mistake by leaving New York. Cause that was his biggest place to make money. He wasn't making the same money anywhere else. Not a chance, not a chance off the field stuff. Yeah. Right. And then so Otani, he's going to be, he's the most marketable player and, and he's the most exciting player. He's a, like, you, you hear that phrase generational player all the time, but he is truly generational. He's doing something that no one's done since Babe Ruth in his Boston Red Sox days. And 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 that was before uh Ruth was actually hitting home runs at an alarming rate. He was he was a better yeah. pitcher than a power hitter. People have a right? uh, we, actually we talked about this a year and a half yeah. ago now. Fuck we're getting old Dave we've been doing this a long time. Uh people have this preconceived notion that Babe Ruth was hitting home runs the day he died playing wearing number three for the Yankees. He didn't he didn't he didn't pitch for the Yankees couple times here and there and that was it like it wasn't really a a thing so yeah funny. yeah it's just funny. yeah it, it, but he is like he he's doing something unique and it's great and it's awesome and, and any franchise i think would be lucky to have him but but not a 50 million for a dh not for a dh for a year and i and i understand that's something i i would i would have to guess they there there is a way to put some kind of language in the contract saying you know, okay, you get this for a year, but if we don't if we don't see twenty five starts in year two, then we're we're gonna cut back on this a little bit. Yeah, then we have to we have to do a little bit of a haircut here, unless you're hitting um, four ten, right? Eighty five home runs and three hundred seven RBIs. Yeah, exactly. Right, unless you're doing something that has never been done at the plate just by that, then then who knows? Sky's the limit. Then we're getting a deal here. But the only time I can think of a D8, and I, I'm sure I'm going to get fucking added or whatever on this one, but the only time I can ever think in, in my long time history watching the fucking watching professional baseball, the only time I can remember D8 being a uh, an MVP type of caliber year was Paul Molitor in '93 when the Jays signed him as they're bringing back Dave Winfield for their second run. I think Molitor got three and a half a year. Think of think of how much that, that different that is. Molitor got three and a half a year, and he and, won a World Series three and, and a he, half with, and they actually won to a team then, that was winning. We're talking about Tony's getting fucking fifty, fifty. 
to be a DH with no chance of winning in Toronto. Uh, that's not true. Far better chance of winning in Toronto. Like, they got a puncher's chance. You know, and, and like, especially if he can he can pitch, right? Like, with Tommy John, what, you're gone for a year, year and a half? He's not pitching like, next he, year, yeah. Well, what if, yeah, what if he comes back in the second half and is able to make some starts? And if, and if uh, Vladdy uh, remembers how to play baseball and then uh, they find, oh, excuse me, they find a, a pitcher or two here and there. Because like we said, you know, they, they get those 10 wins from Manoa last year, and then it's the Jays that are up there in, in first place as, as opposed to uh, to the Did Orcs. you happen to see that the uh, the Jays, they were uh, in the Soto sweepstakes, and Soto went to the Yankees and blah, 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 one year, who knows, whatever. Uh, I, I like the deal that the Yankees are a better team today than they were yesterday this time. But they're 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 not a World Series contender still. But when the uh, the Jays were in the, on the uh, the Soto sweepstakes, he's a and he's a hell of a player. But they 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 offer Manoa. <laughs> All right, yeah, thanks, man. The like, guy who pitched four games last year and fat, and you don't even want thanks. Like yeah, how is how is that a fucking a selling point? Okay, you, we'll, we'll give a guy who's like his stat number his stat lines are Hall of Fame bound already. We'll give you him, or we'll take him, and we'll give you a guy who pitched four games last year, was terrible, walked away from the team, and uh, really, we don't know how he's going to be. Do you want the deal? You can no. fix him. You can fix him. I know you can fix him. <laughs> can you imagine getting that phone call? That's hilarious. Eh? Like that, that should have been one of the – we, 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 we do that role-play thing, and I should have done that with you. So, uh, GM of the Padres, like <laughs> – or the Why GM of the Padres fucking Manoa. The the Padres phoning the, phoning the Jays. Yeah, I got your offer sheet here. Oh yeah, awesome. Are we ready to make a deal? Yeah, I I think there's a typo. Oh really? Uh, it says Alex Manoa. Oh yeah, yeah. You can have him. Like we're we're gonna be sad to see him go. But for Juan Soto. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I did hear too that uh, the I'm, I'm sure most people do know this the the owner of the Padres who's spending all the money he died not too long ago uh, about three weeks ago yeah yeah three, so three the, ago, yeah so the free spending Padres are gonna because I'll, I I don't know obviously usually when things like this happen the 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 people in the will you can't divide up mm-hmm. a baseball team. You can divide up the assets. Yeah, you can you can divvy up a big fat stack of cash a lot quicker than you can. A lot of Benjamin getting doled out tonight in San Diego. No getting around that. Yeah, Yeah, that. Do you want want Alec Manoa? No. Like, what? What's he going to do for us? I I I just found that funny. That like, that's hilarious. Including the deal is a ex Blue Jay ace, ex All Star, ex 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 Alec Manoa. Former Cy Young vote getter for projected <laughs> Hall of Famer Juan Soto. No, yeah, we're, that's we're hilarious. Good, it's it's fucking crazy. So it's I, Soto I, though. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Well, Soto, he only he has one more year left on a contract. One year, yeah, one year. And so now your boys are going to have to break the bank for him. They won't. So this is just a one year thing, and then I'll let him done go. trying to get it done. That's all it is. Okay, is that something you want? Because he's quite young, twenty five. He's twenty five. Great player. Uh, I like. I like the deal. They're a better team than they were yesterday. Are they a World Series contender? No, because they still can't pitch. 
right? They, they still don't have enough pitching, right? And pitching wins championships. Pitching gets you the World Series. Like, you, 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 you still – everybody still hits under 500, right? No, and being, yeah, you're right. And, and what's funny about that is that we talked with someone today about that. At the end of the day, everybody still hits under 500. As d- dumb as that sounds, it's true. Pitching still wins, right? It's 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 when you have uh, the guys hitting under three hundred now, right? And that's what it is. And so most guys don't get hits. And at the end of the day, pitching wins. And the Yankees just don't have the pitching to do it. They don't. Yeah. There's my yeah. thought. Maybe, maybe I'm a doomsdayer, and but that's just my thoughts. That's just. And I thoughts. saw I saw uh, Aaron's Orioles signed uh, Uber reliever. Brett Kimbrell or Greg Kimbrell with his dangly arm and his man bun. Yeah, he's uh, he's ready to go. Fourteen no, team, oh, fourteen team in three years. It's uh, it's something to behold. It's uh, Jesus Christ. Well, he probably had to move out of Philly after all the fucking all the stages blew in the nozzle. Just yeah. a fucking nozzle from his time in Boston to the Dodgers and everything else. He's an idiot. Well, he's now there. he's going to be plying his craft in Camden Yard. And and then uh, he must be bargain basement cheap because that's skin flint. Because they, they ain't paying money for anybody. No, fuck no. I'm so, surprised they didn't call Aaron to fucking go pitch for him. Like the post-game meal hot dogs, not crab cakes, you're in. Like, <laughs> fuck me. Like, yeah, I, we'll talk I about it later it. on, but like you, you wonder, like we've talked about a little bit before, is that how these owners get away with it? Eh? Like just cry wolf and cry this and cry that, and then they all find a way. They all, you know, find it should almost be like you can't inherit a team. Like it's like no, where your your dad's died or whatever, your mom's died. Team's up for sale. You can't, and if you, you, can't and you sell inherit. your team, if you if you if you're moving. You have to sell a team. Yes, you get all the like, money, oh, but it's not your team anymore. Yeah, your team anymore. Yeah. If you yep. couldn't make it in in your city, fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. If you can, if you, and it doesn't matter what sport, Dave. That's a good point. If you can't make it as an owner of a professional sports team in today's day and age, fuck off. Yeah, like Mark think Davis. The you think of the money yeah. they fucking got that they did they get for just having a team? You bet. If you can't make it in whatever city, fuck off. Sell it. Go ahead. Sell it. Yeah. Bye. Like, you know, yeah. This ain't your team. This is your daddy's team. And he's and and, and and rest in peace. He's gone. You're selling. It's absolutely insane. It has to happen. Well, that's what uh, what's his nuts did uh, for the Ottawa Senators, and that they got a billion dollars for that fucking franchise. A billion bucks for the Senators. So you know when your dad dies or when your mom, your parents die, whoever owns it, no, it's up for sale. And in who's two the months. greatest Ottawa Senator of all time? Is it Alfredson? I think it has to be. I don't know. No, didn't Hasek play there for a cup of coffee? Mm, like yes, he after did. Detroit, was there after for, Detroit, after Buffalo. Like so it went Buffalo, Ottawa, then Detroit. I believe so. Huh. Uh, I don't know, but they, but he Google didn't that. leave a mark there. He didn't. He didn't uh, make a mark in in Ottawa. There's 
I'm not calling you wrong, but I, 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 I think don't he was a senator. Uh, I'm going to look it up. It just so happens. Oh, because I I wanted to see. So, so just as a side, Ovechkin in 22 games this year has five goals. Oh, yeah, things aren't going so well for for Ovi. Two and of them the are empty. actually pretty good. And two of them are empty netters. Yeah, man. And he's making he's making nine point five this year. And the team's actually pretty next good. Next like, year and the next. Spot. Fuck. Like he he like I thought the Gretzky thing was a lock, but now I'm not so sure. Because he's five still ninety one out, I think, or eighty one out, I think, whatever it is. Uh, you are wrong. He broke into the league with the Blackhawks. Yeah. Then and then the, the Sabers. Oh, you're right. No, I lied. There it is. He was Detroit 0304. 43 games with the Senators. That was just a one-year thing. Then he finished his career in the NHL with the back with the Red Wings. Huh. I did You're right. That. Right there it is. Old old tenders never the greatest senator ever. Probably is Danny, Danny Elferson, because uh, he was a senator long long term. Yeah, and he was a captain uh, for a long time. Patrick Willem, the, <laughs> the uh, one a, a long term senator was Chris uh, Neal, Wade Redden. Now uh, Wade Redden's claim to fame, he thinks was uh, playing in the NHL for the Senators for a long time. But Wade Redden's actual claim to fame was in 1992. He scored his first AJHL goal against yours truly. Uh, that That's Wade Redden's actual claim to fame. He may not remember that, but I do. So there, there it is. Wade Isn't Redden. he married to uh, Carrie Underwood? No, that's uh, not Neil. That's a different guy. Oh, okay. Uh, well, well, I thought guy, that was the guy Wade Redden. Who, no, 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 no. The guy who moved on to uh, Nashville. As Nashville. Well. Not, no, no, not Wade Redden. Okay, yeah. but she married a hockey player. I saw a picture of her the other day too. She has to stop getting plastic surgery. She, she has. She was used to be so hot, and now she's she's not so much. Like, yeah, uh, a, a little bit when, of uh, when uh, Fisher. Do that to- Fisher. Yeah. Fisher. Yeah. Well, I yeah. can't remember Brian, his name, but Fisher. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. Ryan. Brian. Craig. Jim. Fucking. Underwood's husband, slippy, yeah. sloppy, Mister Mister Underwood, Mister Underwood, yeah, yeah. Anyways, fourteen twenty sports bar podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. This uh, segment was brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code one four two zero pod at SeatGeek.com today and save so twenty bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Four Beaver Sports talking a whole lot more. Dave, the uh, we haven't talked a lot of NHL over the last while, but yeah, just busy with the football and soccer and things and stuff going on, Otani and da-da-da-da-da. But let's not forget that there is a, a little sport called uh, hockey up here in Canada that we uh, that don't cover enough, which is fine. Uh, the, the, it really gets down to nitty-gritty in the uh, second half of the season after Christmas there. But the one thing that I've, I've noticed a lot, uh, I talked about in the morning show today, is the, the goaltending's bad, 
And pretty much you have about four or five teams who are really good. And everyone else is kind of just average. Like they're just kind of average. And that's it. You have the Oilers are there. They're on a hot streak right now, but they'll fall back down. And the, the Rangers are flying high. I think they're very good. The Kings are, high, are really high right now. We talked about it off air a little bit, doing it with the, uh, some good players. They have a couple of guys with Kopitar and uh, Drew Dowdy been there for a long time. But doing it with a, a goaltender that everybody gave up on with uh, with uh, Talbot there, uh, sometimes the future doesn't look so bright. Sometimes you have to hold on to the past to, to make things work. It's, it's just like, you know, the pitcher – the, the the quarterback, the goalie, like how can it work at one place and he just suck and then you move to another place and now it, it really works for you. Like someone like Talbot, he's he's had a resurgence. He's always been – I've never thought he was awful. He's been serviceable. Okay. Um, serviceable. Yeah. Good, just, good word, yeah. Yeah. And but now with uh, LA, he's having a he's having a year, and I don't know if that's goaltending coach. I don't know if his style finally agrees with the style of hockey that's being played in front of him, or is it just like this? Is my last kick in the cat. I better uh, shape up or fuck off. I don't know because it's, it's it is voodoo, and and everybody will always say that. How there's been a lot of rookie goaltenders who have come through and won a won a Stanley Cup, and you never hear of them again. Um, that fucker for Ottawa, not Ottawa, um, Holtby, who won with uh, the, the Capitals. Braden Holtby and his mom from Lloydminster, uh, Alberta there. And his yeah. mom was on TV as much as he was uh, from uh, Washington, yeah. Yeah. Never heard Cam, again. Cam Ward, like he he worked, he milked that Stanley Cup into a 15-year career, right? He won the MVP that year, the Conn Smythe. Yeah, against the Oilers, and then they so it does happen. But and then uh, that that fucker for Pittsburgh that that stole the job from Flurry Murray Murray. Like I, I don't know, I don't understand. Like okay, so you're good. Well, like why don't you just stay good? And then you got someone like Jonathan Quick who bursts on the scene, wins his two cups, and plays like a maniac for for seven years. And now he's still, having- and playing some great goal for the Rangers right now too. That's part, part of the reason why they're doing so great. He was, he's supposed to, it's a side piece right now and he's doing great. Like it's, it, it is crazy how goaltending is, is such a major part of the game and it, it gets left behind. There's a lot of bad, there's a lot of bad goaltending happening right now across national hockey. Like I talked about this morning, like it's actually like, it's, it's almost concerning to a point where like you, you don't like, you can't, you can't depend on the guy to make a save. You can't depend on the guy to because the goaltender's job is to. It's it's shitty. Cause I'm, an, I'm an ex-tender from from a long, long time ago. But my only job back then was to to stop pucks because someone else made a mistake in front of me, and I'm the last line of defense. And now you can't depend on these guys. And this is a lot. And this isn't just. 1420 talk this is right across sports talk radio talking who talk hockey that a lot of teams have concerns in net and it's 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 there's there's uh, 32 nhl teams and there there's not 64 nhl goalies but the problem another, another problem is is you have 130 goalies who are going to play this year like oh, in, shit, yeah. injuries everything else and it's and there's just not enough goaltenders to play and, and they're talking about expansion Who's going to play in these fucking teams? Who's going to play in these teams? 
Like you, like let's not even get, get into goalies days. They're talking about going to Atlanta. They're talking about going to Houston. They're talking like I've heard r- rumors about going forty teams. Oh, who's playing? Like well, I'm very 40, like, team, forty teams is a stretch, but I I think there'll be thirty four within the next ten years. There'll be thirty four in four years. Yeah. So who's playing? Then, well, there, there's that's just more jobs. So everybody's going to like it. The union's going to like it. The owners are going to like it because they get expansion fees. Like so, so fans are going to like it. it. Well, in the new markets are going to like it. So, oh, excuse me. Well, I don't know. And then why would Atlanta get a third kick at the cat? But you that's know, right. Not, I don't understand. You know, it's not not my monkeys, not my circus. So I'll let them fucking deal with that. Um, back to the goalie thing. I think more than anything now, like uh, I'm not, I'm not going to diminish the athleticism, but like, you know, a goalie and the quick glove and this and that, it ain't that anymore. No, it's all, fuck, it's no. all about positioning. It's all about, I think you as a goalie, you uh, obviously you need to be athletic, but let's just say every goalie has the this, this same skill set, which I think they do within like a very small margin of someone can do one thing better than the other. It's, it's, it's studying game tape of the other team and knowing their tendencies. If his tendency is to go this way in the cross ice pass and then like, you know, read that. And then, and then you have to anticipate because if you're not anticipating and being in the right position, these players are so skilled, the equipment, the stick, blah, blah, blah. It's in, you're digging it out of the back of the net. They can shoot a fucking ass out of a fly from 20 feet. They're not going to miss. So if you're, and if, unless you're there and, um, and are able to um, anticipate exactly what's going to be happening in front of you, that's the only way you have a chance to even uh, maintain your spot in the league these days. But now you're not even like, th- these guys are so fucking big, man. Like, it's not like you're fucking having Brent Radlinski, six foot fucking one, six foot two, whatever I was, 145 pounds playing that. These guys are six, 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 seven. Like Vasilevsky, six, six, 230. They're covering like Skinner, like for Edmonton. They're just massive guys. They're covering most of the net. That's what boggles my mind. These guys are with their equipment and the size of them. They are covering way more net than Grant Fuhr was back in, and yes, they're different sticks and different skill sets and everything else. They're not Wayne Gretzky in every fucking team. But these guys have less to do as goaltenders than the guys did in the, in the fucking 90s. Like, let's not even go to the 80s and Grant Fuhr. Let's go to the 90s with, with Brodeur and and uh, Belfour and Ranford and uh, Waugh and on and on it went. And Hasek, like we just talked about. These guys nowadays have way less to do. Way less than the guys back 20 years ago. And it ain't... Well, I, yeah, as far as, like, uh, coming out and... and, and Those actually, guys were goalies. These guys, pucks hit them. Yeah, ex- I, I agree with you. It's all about positioning. Like, that's, that's the coaching part about it now. It's just all coaching. Like, up, down, you know, and they're flexible and, and, and covering the bottom. And But now, now when you're in the – when they're spread on the ground, they're, they're, like you say, they're so big. When they puff it out, you know, like it's like a fucking lizard in mating season, right? They're, they're just making themselves as big as they can to, to try and cover all that up. You like that one, did you? I bring that one up, a lizard in mating season. I don't know what it meant, but whatever. Well, you know, the ones that, that, that run around with the fluffed up gills and shit like that. But uh, 
I honestly believe. And then it, it, you have to be mentally sharp. Like, I don't know uh, what kind of drug testing they are, but like, I would, I would be giving them ep epinephrine every single game because you got to be fucking pinging, pinging, pinging so mentally sharp and focused all the it's, time. Like, like, because I, mean, I, I played at a much lower level, obviously, but it, it was, it's <laughs> tough. Like you're, you're, you, you, you never get a pot in the back when you win, but you get a lot of kicks in the ass when you fucking lose. Right. And uh, I shouldn't say you never get a pot in the back when you win, but man, oh man, it, it, it's tough between the years for goaltender and everything else. Uh, but it just seems you don't have like, if you, if we, if I named 32 teams, I'm a goalie hugger. I couldn't name 32 goalies to start the stars national hockey league. Yes. Times have changed, obviously, but, there's a lot of such no names. I I don't fucking know. It's a carousel, right? And there's just so much hockey on all the time, too. Like how are you supposed to know everybody, right? You know, you know the ones that have made uh, who was a uh, Aiden Hill, quick. And I only know Aiden Hill because he was on the Santa Cup champs last year. Vasilevsky, Shashurkin, Flurry still in the league, Hellebuck still in the league, Markstrom. I'm, I'm running out, but I do know a couple more. The Damco, what's the fucker's name in? Dr. Uh, Damco out in Vancouver. Yeah, he's and then, he's, they're big. They're just yeah. big dudes. Like Hellebuck's a massive, massive dude. And yeah, I don't. You don't. Yeah, you don't have these quick ones. And then the Calgary brought up that Wolf, that Dustin Wolf. Who's he's 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 quick. Like a lot of pucks don't hit him, but he's fun to watch. He was in, in that the other night, and I watched that game. On uh, Tuesday, I think it was, and that guy is fuck up, down, all around, going all over the place, acrobat to beat hell. Some pucks didn't hit him, but he's fun to watch. Well, and then I hope he kind of makes a, a run of it because I, you know, once again, listening to that barn burner po podcast, he was uh, told he was too small for the WHL and won goalie of the year there. He was told he was too small for the American Hockey League back to back. He won goalie of the year and MVP one year as yeah. a as a as a um, minor hockey goalie so you got to give this fucker a chance and and to be told you can't do it the whole time and and not only succeeding like excelling and being named like the best like so it's it's going to be interesting to to see but just being told you can't do it like the like jose altuve right like you've been told you're too fucking small you're too fucking small and I, I would imagine that puts a pretty big chip on someone's shoulder and gives you the drive and the, and the competitive fire you need to to succeed you you wonder if if there was some kind of a, I don't know how you would do it I mean there's obviously a podcast probably done it or a TV shows done it or whatever else but if you uh, went through a uh, it might be actually a fun little re uh, thing to do I don't know how we would possibly do it but um, put current NHL GM scouts or whatever in a room and then put the scouting report from 1985 out on the table without seeing without without, without seeing anything because the first thing you read it, you, yeah now now obviously everything's uh, ipads and video and everything else but put a scouting report from the scout that saw some kid playing lethbridge and here's the scouting report the first thing they would see a goaltender well he's 510 or, or six six one okay even six one he's six one 160 pounds doesn't move well done throw it away Done. Throw it away, right? And then he, and then, and then they, they, they don't get to see him play. Like how many? And then now, if he's, uh, and he ended up being a very good NHL goaltender or a serviceable NHL goaltender, like with a guy I was, I was, I was 
saying like noodles was 6'1, 185, right? And he ended up playing for, for 15 years National Hockey League, right? And he would never have got a chance because people didn't, the, the stuff between the ears and the psyche and everything else is going on. Now, with what you have to have to be, it, it's, it's, it's all sports, you have to have a certain physique, a certain size, and or else you know what, you're fucked. The stats matter, the rest of it doesn't. And that's where that's where professional sports is getting things wrong. I I I I I don't think I'm wrong on that. No, and I think it's a disservice to the game because, like you say, how many times? Like the first thing, how many D men, right? Like, fuck, too small, too small, right? You just get automatically. Oh no, man, you got to see this guy play, and and it's baseball. It's exit velocity is this? Is this? Is this? No, he's done. Yeah, it's just. That you, and you know, just looking at a guy's size and weight—that's not analy- analytics. That's not even an eye test. You're just fucking looking at it, uh, looking at uh, a guy's measurements and deciding if he's uh, worthy of even a tryout for your team or not. Like, unless you want to get there and watch a guy play, and, and you know, a guy like Noodles—he'll tell you himself he was a, a C goalie at best, but he was awesome in the room. And goalies liked having him. The, the number ones loved having him in the room. You know, and if you can be a good teammate, that goes so far. If you want to have a winner, if you don't give a fuck, then then have any kind of asshole you want in there. But if you wanna if you wanna win, you do need a good locker room, especially in hockey. And and you need guys like that 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 can be the intangible that gets guys comfortable and playing the best and playing for each other. Fuck, I tell you what, Dave, being a good teammate and having good teammates in your room is so invaluable. Like we talked about in the, the, the opening segment there with Christine Sinclair, how she was such a great teammate. We're kind of going for full circle here a little bit, but having a good teammate, man, that means so much because you could fill a room full of superstars. You ain't winning. Fuck all. You're not. No. <laughs> You're like, right. Like, yeah. when does that ever happen? Like, can, can you name, like, uh, there, it's obviously happened, but I can't think of one where it's happened and it's all worked out swimmingly. We're like, get player here, player here, player here, and we're going to win. It doesn't happen very often. Otherwise, you know, everyone, it, would, everyone would just do it. Right, because, you know, like I don't know what the clubhouse is like for, for the uh, Dodgers, you know, but they've had the biggest payroll in, in baseball for quite some time now. They got a half a ring. Um, you know, it seemed to me that uh, – Baltimore kind of had the mojo going this year, but they didn't do it. Texas, seemed have, yeah, uh, Texas seemed to have a bit of mojo, um, as did Arizona, and those were the teams in the in the World Series. the The Blues definitely had a lot of mojo; yeah. they were playing for each other, right? And 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 same with the the Tampa Bay; they were a tight group, and they played for each other. They had it figured out. And you can always kind of almost tell by those victory parades, right? Yeah. In basketball, I would say the um, the Warriors have it kind of figured out. But I think that comes from their top guy. Like, neither of us are, are, are the biggest basketball fans. We don't follow it. Like, I'm not even pretending to even know what's going on there. But when your top guy is a solid guy, that helps. Right. Like yeah. Steph Curry seems like a pretty solid dude. And he's like, he keeps things down. He keeps things level headed. And, and I like this, this might, this might be talking out of my ass, but when your top guy is actually the top guy, not a quasi top guy, that helps. Right. right. When your top guy has done it, like, okay. Like when, cause uh, like, especially in the NBA, 
where like Kevin Durant comes in. Okay, what have you done? Or and this guy comes in. Like, what's who's the guy who goes from team to team? Harden. Harden. And they're like, okay, shut up. Dude. Oh fuck yeah! You're fuck just a piece. You can't do it. Now that. you're gonna fuck us over to like you fucked over your other team. Well, like, look at you. Sorry, go. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just gonna say Columbus Blue Jackets, right? They're trying to buy it. They got Line A and fucking uh, Johnny Hockey. I mean, no fuck all ever. Yeah, they're playing rookies and winning with rookies. Well, what either one or two of those is stapled to the bench or eating popcorn. The like the, the only time that ever works is like like it worked in, in Detroit when they when they first were were I don't want to say buying cups. The first one they got in '97, I think it was, uh, and Eisman was still he, but he took a step back and and Scotty Bowman said. Okay, listen, you're great, but this guy's gonna score goals. But the the guys who came in to score goals knew that Eisman was still the fucking guy. Still the right? leader, but became like he's but still the guy, but he's a, gonna take a, a step back. He's, he's, he's yeah. going to be a second line center, he's gonna be a, a, a penalty killer, whatever it might have been. And like in if 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 you if you bring a guy in to become the guy on a team that's already been building for a little bit, you're 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 not gonna do fuck all. Am I wrong on that? No, I completely agree. Like you can't you can't buy cohesion, you can't buy camaraderie. And if, if some guy, like whether he be like on paper the best person available, like it worked for um Kawhi Leonard in in with the Raptors. It's kind of funny how we're coming up with all these basketball references. But I, but, but, I, but I think I think with I think with the Raptors. He Kawhi, had something to prove, yeah. Kawhi didn't want to be the forefront of the organization. Like he didn't want to be the pitcher guy. He didn't want to be the billboard guy. That was still Kyle Lowry doing that. Yeah. Right. Whereas when a guy comes in and says, I want to like what what's the what's on Major League Two? Uh what was the fuck was his name? The catcher, uh something man, Brinkman, Berkman, Berkman. I never watched Major League Two. It's it's pretty okay. It's 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 pretty okay. It's not okay. great. It's pretty okay. <laughs> and they, they brought this guy in to put them over the hump because they didn't win the World Series in the Major League One and la da 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 da. And when you when you get brought in to be the guy on a team that's close, it never goes well. Like when, when, to put us over the hump. The hump never gets even breached. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. You know, the the exception, but it's not, would be Ray Bork going uh, to the Avalanche back. But they were, but he they, wasn't they, they were close to winning regardless. Yeah, well, and they had won like a year or two earlier anyways. Yeah. And then Bork wasn't there to be the leaders. That was already Sackick and Forsberg's job. He was just there to be a really and good Raw was there and everything else. So. Oh, yeah, that was a really good team without him. Like he was like, it was almost a gift to Bork. <clears throat> for sure. Okay, for yeah, sure. here you go yeah. here, and you 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 you'll get your ring, and you retire, and right off in the sunset. You know, but like you have in football, you know, Brett Favre tried to do it with the Jets, and then Minnesota didn't work. Didn't work out with, and and it, it would be interesting to see what happened to um, uh, would have happened to Rogers. TB12 made it work in uh, in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, well, Peyton made it. Peyton Peyton made it work in Denver, but ironically, he lost those two games. Like he should have had three Super Bowls in Denver, but he fucked two of them up when he was at the at the the the, the peak of his talents. And the one he won is when I, he was fucking he was shot at, at his least. Yeah, shot putting the ball twenty yards down the field and let he was at his least. Then, so yeah, it's funny. Like, like it's, yeah. Like yeah, fuck! I, I've all like he, he, when there's a shiny toy at the end of their career, 
and and these owners see it and you wonder what the the, the rest of the locker room is saying like that guy's fucking 70 like why the fuck is he coming here? <laughs> like, we didn't win with like we didn't win without him and he's had the he, he's not how he how good he was 10 years ago he's not and it happens so often where these guys get traded in their careers and they're like fuck me man like he's not as good as the guy we had last year because he has a shiny nameplate in the back of his fucking ferrari like, and he has yeah he has a pedigree but, uh, yeah. but his resume says this but his resume also hasn't been updated in fucking three years you know but you know on the flip side the the jays one of the best teams ever they did it with ricky with Mulder, with dave henderson right they they brought in those guys who but Winfield and there, yeah, on and on. Yeah, you know, but I guess also too, if you're just a professional that cares about winning, like Bork did, right? Like Kawhi did, like uh, those guys with the Blue Jays did. They, they, that was more important than anything. They were, they, they were with Toronto because they wanted a fucking World Series. You know, what I like about Kawhi is that there was no secret he didn't want to go there. Like there was, oh, yeah. was no secret, right? You get and one was, year, yeah. And there was no, not even a year. You have this many months. You have this many months. Well, I'm one season. The, yeah, I'm here for this this long, and I'm leaving. I'm not even unpacking a fucking bag. I'm not seeing the outside of fucking Canada once. I'm going from my fucking condo in downtown Toronto to my underground parking. <laughs> then I'm driving over to the Rogers Center or not Rogers Center, uh, the. Uh, uh, Center. It was uh, ACC uh, back then, oh, Scotiabank, yeah. whatever it is now. I will never be outside once in in Canada, and he wasn't. And he, I'll he look went, at the snow. I'll look at the side. snow from my condo, and, and or and I'm ne- I'm not brushing snow off my vehicle. And he and he didn't. It wasn't a secret. It was not a secret. He was not going to stay there. And as soon as that championship was won, he was on a parade, and it was 105 degrees outside in fucking Toronto downtown. And then three days later, his fucking his uncle got involved and he was out. I'm leaving. It wasn't it wasn't a shocker. And I good enough. Thank but you. I mean, yeah, he didn't tease him. Like he he didn't fuck around, right? He didn't give him the Johnny Gujo and, and play it out. It's just like thanks the for only the person, the yeah. only person in fucking Canada that thought that fucking Kawhi Leonard was staying in fucking Toronto was was my wife Deanne right upstairs here. You know, he stay. They, they won. I see he's not staying. Because I remember when he like the, the, the airplane and this and that, and it was TSN was covering it, and I remember. We I was uh, we were at the garage pub in Madison Hat and she goes, Oh, he is not leaving. I said, He's already gone. Like he's not staying here. He doesn't he didn't want to be here in the first place. And he won a championship. Now that he's that's on his resume, he put a few more zeros on the on the, on the end of his uh, new contract, wherever he's going, he ain't staying here. And it, <laughs> he, 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 it, it's it's part of Canadiana now. Like he was a he he was a, the he has a, one of the, the, the greatest moments in Canadian basketball history. Oh, that it's shot! Very, it's it's oh, a that, very short. It's a very short list, but it's one of those. That shot he made to end this series against Philadelphia is iconic. Easter Sunday. It's that's one of the best sports highlights ever because just the way it bounced and the tension in the air and so it like the, the that's the I knew I knew where I was like I still don't know where, where I was that day I was at Pops North with my brother and you remember Stretchy, remember him? Oh yeah, 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 the hugger. 
Yeah, he's a hugger. Yeah, we we were at uh, Pops North. We were, we were building that Cavendish French fry plant, and uh, yeah. we that's like Easter Sunday. That's where we went and watched the the, the last bit of it to before we're like the game was ending. Like, oh yeah, fuck, in one of those days. Like, yeah, I, I remember. And the, the way it bounced around, the three bounces and went in, and yeah, it was fantastic. Fantastic. Oh yeah, it was, it was yeah, it was tension filled. Like just the way the ball hung, it was like one of those tire wood pots thing. Like ah. You had a chance to hold your breath and will it or won't it, will it or won't it, and and then the crowd erupts like it was it was awesome. It was better moment, highlight. better moment, the Tiger Woods putt or the Kawhi shot? Oh, that Tiger Woods putt. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, the one that hung and just yeah. And it, Where they yeah. say that the the crowd, the they say they say the crowd ooing and awing about it that made the ground shake to because that ball stopped in my opinion. That ball stopped. And the way the Nike ball, <laughs> yeah, you know, it they, no, because they, they they said like I've watched a lot of different things on it. The, the way of the crowd was like, oh fuck, and just the 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 noise, of the crowd. Because there was probably ten thousand people saying "oh fuck" right then, and how it went in the hole. It was something else. Like that was unbelievable. Are you sure you're not thinking about Caddyshack? Where where uh, Carl set off all the explosions to get? Oh, no, I know I'm not. <laughs> I actually look it up, Dave. I'm a man of integrity here, man. I'm not looking it up since when? First of all, since when did we start looking shit up? And B, when did it become me to have to start looking shit up? Fuck. Well, because we got Gar- Tim Gar- looks shit Tim up. He makes yeah. <laughs> At least if you look it up, then 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 we uh, we we uh, prove ourselves wrong before Tim gets a chance. One of those. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, it's uh, you, you look back on those uh, yesteryear things, and like uh, we we talk about it a lot, is that uh, uh, there are moments in sports that will will we'll, we'll relish forever, and the different things and different things, and um, I don't know if sports are better, and that, that's just old man talking, but I I don't know, I don't know, like I I hope fifty years down the road, and I hope Jasper doesn't follow the. Uh, podcasting down the road because they're probably doing spaceships with the Jetsons, whatever else. But you, you just wonder 20, 30, 40 years down the road if these memories will still be around. I, I don't think kids watch sports as much as they used to. I, I really well, don't. I, I know for a fact my kid doesn't. Um, you know, but I still got it in me. Like, uh, you know, I, I've divorced the orders and I, and I have been watching more hockey as of late. I don't know why it, it seems that it's on and I'm watching it and it's I'm not invested, but with the, the, that, the way fucking Russell Wilson lost that game for the Broncos on Monday, I still let, let out a mighty fuck. So I still care about that one. Uh, when, when the boys in orange and blue are playing on at mile. What's, well, the, not, score in, what's the score in that, uh, the Pittsburgh oh, game tonight? Oh, I, don't I, know. Saw, I, I saw that. Cause I, the, on the, uh, on, uh, Jared show from uh, corner with podcast belly up show. Oh. Was, we did our over under. I, I thought it was gonna be like six, nothing. Those both well, of these are terrible. Well, it was uh, it, it's twenty one eighteen. I'm actually going to turn the game back on. Uh, it's twenty one. I had it. I had it nine three max. I thought six nothing maybe. The over under was eighteen was going to score a touchdown. No, I, no. Actually, and then I said, well, you know, it might be like sixteen nine. I think there might be a defensive touchdown. Actually, I don't know because I have the game paused at the thing because. Um, yeah, uh, uh, there was a turnover, and I wanted to watch it because 
well, the Pats are up 21-18, and I can watch a game after I know the score. I don't care. So I just put it back to live. I, I, I see 21-18 Pats, and it's two, uh, buck 20 left in the in the game. I hope it's so. Uh, I don't. I don't. Because uh, that's, well, I, you know, I think Denver's going to catch them, but Denver's going to have to catch a bunch of teams. Denver's only a game back. And, you know, I, fuck, this Pittsburgh team's not good at all. Like, how the fuck they won seven, I will never understand. Never understand. Yeah. If you, uh, when Dave, when you're uh, 85 years old and sitting here, we're sitting down, probably trying to suck down a, a, a Budweiser non-alcoholic, and I'm in a Bud Bud Light non-alcoholic beer and everything else. We're still doing this stupid podcast, and Jasper comes to put you to bed when we're still doing this 30 years from now. Who's, uh, what do you think? Because your formidable years are when you're 13 to 25, like the the ones you remember. Like we talk about the, like those years a lot in our life in our lives. Yeah. Like, do the uh, Marty McFly Back to the Future ten to twelve years from now? What's your prediction that Jasper's that, that's the one he's going to remember? What do you mean? Like, like the, what? Like what? Sports what, moment. Like, sports moment in his life. Like in the next seven years. Like with the way sports landscape's going on. What's one when Jasper? Like, so let's say when Jasper six years from now. What's the one he's going to go? Yeah. Well, he's still and like remember he, that one. I can't believe I'm saying this. Like it's, it's the 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 Bautista bat flip. He has that. He has a a phone. Jeez, his that's, phone. That's almost nine years ago now. Eight years. Yeah, ago. but that's 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 pretty iconic as well. That Bautista, his uh, phone case is a Bautista. It has Bautista's bat flip on it. It's like it's it's. As a baseball player, he loved it. Hold on, I'm gonna sneeze. But. Like it was a great moment, but they didn't win. Like, yeah. No, I, I I get it. I hear what you're I hear what you're saying, but uh, yeah, it's, on, but, you, hit, you hit a home run and you went to the next round, but you didn't win. It's it's the it was a great like it, it's, it's like the, I know where I was the moment. Yes, same. It's the moment, and I and I think that's that uh, the way the kids consume sports these days, it's, it's more about the, the moments and making the crowd go wild than, uh, and fuck. What's yours? Goes. We out of the talk about what's, what, what's your like, fuck, that was so fucking cool. And that was so great. Like looking back. Oh, I have I 40 have years. Quite a few. 40 years. Like when you were just like, you're, you're, you're 13 years old. What's, what's the one to go? Oh, that was something else, man. I remember. I that. went fucking I nutty when uh, the Gretzky Lemieux Canada Cup goal. Yeah. That one made me go nutty. 87. Um, yeah. When Gretzky scored against, it wasn't in the cup. It was against the Flames. He scored short side from the boards. I think that was game six against Vernie. Mike Vernon was in that Hall of Famer. It shouldn't be a Hall of Famer, but Ken Harris still thinks he is. That was in yeah. 1989. Oh, he's already he was already in a, a, a king by 89. That was in that was in 87. Uh, 86, 87. Yeah. Yeah. No, 80, 86 was, I think, that was the Steve Smith goal. 86 was Steve Smith. Yeah, that was the yeah. Smith goal. Yeah, I remember that. I remember uh Kirk Gibson's home run. 88. I remember. 
I remember fucking uh, Jose Canseco just crushing that one in the ALCS against Toronto. 90. First yeah. yeah, yeah, I hit it like a fucking fifth he deck. Hit it, he hit it a country mile. Oh. <laughs> I remember the Mets. I remember watching that game with Buckner. the one. The one about Conseco yeah. is like the the Jays thought they had a contender, and uh, that's the year after they went out and got, well, they did uh, because they finally beat. They were good. Uh, they finally beat Detroit, right? Yeah, they were good, and then they they realized they may oh fuck we then that's the year they had to go out and get. Uh, they traded uh, McGriff and uh, Fernandez for Joe Carter and, and Alomar because uh, they were oh we're not that good yet like one of those one of those deals like oh fuck. yeah yeah that thing like can Seiko hit that thing a fucking mile that was <laughs> he, crazy. he hit the camera because I remember watching the next ga- game and uh, they went on pregame or whatever and he dented the camera and then the, he actually autographed the camera and stuff like that the, the, the big I saw him game. play for the fuck I can't the Sacramento whatever the fuck River Cats or something up in uh, Edmonton in the California League there was one of those years where they had those cockamamie leagues kicking around <laughs> the California like, Penal League yeah pretty much you <laughs> should have been like holy fuck like just an embarrassment his and his uh, twin brother Ozzy was on the team as well yeah fuck me you know there there's thing yeah you wonder like it's yeah it's crazy how you remember those things from from that long ago but like the ones that are only 10 years ago they don't they don't hold as much weight right yeah, life gets in the way, and sports are different. But yeah, it's uh, no. You remember those ones? Probably the most recent one was uh, when Denver was in the Super Bowl uh, against Carolina, and then Von Miller had that strip sack on Cam Newton, and Cam Newton didn't dive on the ball. He's like, "Oh fuck, no! I might hurt myself if I dive on that ball." I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. On that yeah, one, I do. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that was one of my more recent ones of ones that is like, "Yeah, fuck, we got this one." The uh, the Oilers Cup run in 04, that one was fun to watch. The uh, like the Yankees was that with that was Ranford in that then? No, no, not 04, 06, oh, uh, with with Pronger and everything else. Was, that was fun. okay, yeah, with uh, that, like, the, the going to that, that one was fun. Uh, the 09 Yankees World Series was all right, but they they kind of bought that team, so it didn't mean a lot to me. Um, the 01. Uh, World Series of the Yankees loss is my all-time favorite. To the, the Diamondbacks. To Diamondbacks, yeah. The uh, oh, the USC red the, the 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 Texas game with USC. That's the, one of my favorite games. Like, one of one of the greatest games ever I've ever watched in my life. The way it all turned out, that was fantastic. Uh, yeah, there's a few. There's a few, but not as many. Like not as many as it was when when you were a kid, right? It's just. Maybe because yeah. we, we, we get so busy as, as adults, right? You just don't... Uh, and it meant more, right? It still means a lot, and you, but you understand it. It has a little bit of context in your life of your day-to-day. But we don't have a lot of responsibilities, and you don't have... Because like, you know, when, when, when you can go to school the next day, uh, or go to a bar the next day with your buddies, or whatever it might be, or sitting around with your buddies, right? Yeah. Then you or And, and you have someone to talk to about the next day, and their memories of it, it probably adds to it. Right, yeah. it's just how sports changes over when 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 you get a little bit older. It's, uh, like I don't like. I mean, Jesus, there's probably a game tonight that a, a better moment that something happens. Someone remember that we that won never well. And there's there's regular season games like holy fuck, it's just great. But yeah, it's 
It's funny. I, I, but I always wonder, like, when I talk, I talk to kids uh, on the baseball field, not kids, or grown men, or young men, I guess. And he, who's very player? Oh, I don't really have one. You don't, you don't have one. It's odd. It's odd. Well, like, what's on your phone? What's your last favorite thing on 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 Twitter right now? Like, you oh, know, that's and that's Taylor just... Swift or Sierra or whatever. No, yeah, no, but they they still watch sports. I gotta think, right? Or are they all instructional videos? Like, I know my kid. Like, it's just a highlight league. That's right? all it is. More instructional videos. I was talking with Hub, Todd Hubka here in Lethbridge. He's a PBA coach. He's been around baseball forever. He goes, you know what's ruining baseball, Radlinski? I'm like, oh, fill me in, Hub. Tell me again. He goes, the fucking internet. And Hub's a crusty old <laughs> baseball guy, right? He's been around forever. He goes, the fucking internet. All they watch is videos about how to hit a baseball. You know how you hit a baseball? See ball, hit ball, swing the fucking bat. He's got a good point. He's got a very yeah. good point. So it's one of those things. Anyways, Dave, do you, uh, we've been talking about God knows who, what for how knows long, but uh, do you got a Woody Rider tonight? I do have a would you rather. It's just like kind of brothers. it's not too deep. It's not too a little monotone Christmas show tonight a little bit. Yeah, it has been. We just uh yeah, you don't you don't have to have the 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 gas on the floor all the time, right? We can just yeah, we're not if you if, if you come to the fourteen twenty sports bar <laughs> podcast for uh, for breakdowns of games or anything else, you came to the wrong fucking place. We're uh we're bar sports talk uh that you should have uh, with all your friends or or join us here at the 1420 podcast. Go ahead with your would you rather, Dave. So you're in charge of the guest list. Would you rather for the holidays or a tropical destination? Uh, I'd rather be home for the holidays. Like if we talked about it on the opening tonight, like as, as much as we, I, I hate shoveling snow and everything else. I still, I still revel at going home for Christmas. Like the, the same, te- the same house my, my mom's still in to this day. I love home for holidays. Like, like we, we're kind of planning because like, like we're actually going to have three houses available at Christmas time this year. Our new place we're moving over there at Squamish, this one, and then mom's in Fort McLeod. And uh, I'm kind of leaning towards. I don't know if I haven't told Deanne yet, but I'm kind of leaning towards uh, waking up on Christmas morning. At uh, five five two twenty second Street from McLeod, I I love it. In, like, the, and, old and just, race, in the old race car bed with uh, the race car bed, the, uh, <laughs> the, the the Stanley Cup sheets, the whole bit, right? And uh, and just like around Christmas time, and you you like to be home, and and uh, from the I'm from a very small town, so when you uh, Christmas Eve, you you walk down Main Street and you have a beer. Oh, the Queens is closed now, but. Uh, you I was going to ask where was everybody going? Not to Queens this I don't year. No, maybe, maybe we'll have a party at mom's house. She don't know it yet, but one of those things. But <laughs> open uh, up the garage if it's not. There nice. you go. So it's one of those things. Yeah, like home for the holidays for me. For for me, it's uh, yeah, home for the holidays for sure. I myself, I, it it doesn't really matter as long as I can control the guest list. I think I, I would I wouldn't mind. I, I've been I've been in tropical destinations. I like. For New Year's before, more than once. I've been in Mexico a couple times for New Year's. I've been in Thailand for New Year's. I kind of dig it. Christmas, I've always been home for Christmas, though. Yeah. And so so when I say that, I, I'm, I'm remembering the nice times I've had on holidays. Oh, I've had some horrible ones. Don't get me wrong there. There's been some button heads at Christmas time with my family, but no, yeah. 
You know, yeah, yeah, can, that's what I'm saying. Like, you control the guest list. You can, you can say who's going to be there. Like, so you're not without your family. And I, at the end of the day, I do agree with you. Being home for the holidays, it's, it's, it's comforting. Yeah. It's nice. It's normal. And, and I've always said that, you know, Christmas is for the family. New Year's is for the, fa- for the, for the friends. And I, I'm, uh, I'm not a New Year's guy. Like if, if I'm out, it's a good time. But like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready to go at twelve oh two. Oh, not this cat. I'm a New Year's guy. New oh, Year's is, oh fuck, I love New Year's. Well, I used to. Sorry, like back in the day, the like bar going, especially it was always in Montana. I met my wife on New Year's Eve. No, I, I and then, like, and then I've, I've, even, I've gotten to a point for on New Year's Day where like. If I if I'm out, out and about, like I'll do my uh, kiss with Deanne at like eleven fifty eight, like a Happy New Year, and then at twelve o'clock I go to the washroom. I, you know what? I, yeah, hi. I don't know who the fuck you are. Like fuck off, fuck off, and stay fucked off. And that's oh. crusty bread. Like that's crusty bread. And then, and then yeah. that's on me. Like that's on me. Like I'm like, hey, yeah, happy new year. Hey, yeah, yeah, hi, yeah. Fuck off. I I didn't see you this this year. I didn't want I won't see you next year. That's me. So then that's different for me though, as well, because you know, Jasper, since Jasper's been born, um, I haven't been at an establishment. I've been at somebody's house, like for like the last 13. Oh, you've been someone's house, I'll do the same thing. Oh, not I. I love it. And then especially now that we can go down to the, when every time we go down to Montana. So like seven of the last 10 years, we've been on Montana. And what has two thumbs and loves fireworks? This guy. I don't mind oh, fireworks. man. Oh, I spend too much money on fireworks. And at 11, like I'm gone at, at, at 1140 and I'm setting them up. And then I'll get a buddy. I'll like, eh, See, I, I gotta do that because then, then, then you're busy lighting fireworks when the, the clock strikes twelve, and you're like, "Fuck yeah. off!" I'm lighting fireworks. Then you know, they, they, yeah, and and then actually you're high five and not shaking hands and hugging. Like, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, good. Oh no, but it's just, it's me and a buddy. Like uh, we're we're gone. Like we're out of that. No, house. I know. But like what yeah, I'm saying yeah, is, like when, when the clock strikes twelve, yeah. the fireworks go off. You don't have yeah. the, the awkward weird hug thing and not shaking oh. hand. Yeah, I just I'm good. Yeah. So, That's yeah. So, so Katie gets her kiss before I go out and she gets 100 when I come 11 58 Deanne gets her smoochy woochie and fucking maybe a little uh, grab from behind then and then uh, we I, I go on my merry way. It's like one of those <laughs> like I love the holidays. It's just like uh, yeah. New Year's is a bit yeah. And then 1205 I'm good. But there's a seven minute span in there where I'm just like oh fuck. I'm going to talk to someone I don't give a fuck about. It. Or, or, and they, they don't give a fuck about me. I'm like, hey, dude. Hey. Hey. Uh, but once again, like, I, I guess, like, the, it's, it's, we, we play games. We're families. It's going to be the same. Uh, well, it's, it's the Mecklenburg family. We've been with them, the yeah. Madsen family. We've been with them for, See that's different. five of the last yeah five of the last seven years right so the yeah. kids know so you know the you, kids are done, so you yeah, know what I, you're getting yourself into oh yeah it's it's like we're we're it's, we've been friends for so long and our families know each other there's no awkwardness yeah. at all right so so it's not like there's no even if I know people's awkward like, yeah. I don't know I, I ah fuck you can figure it out you got to talk about baseball yeah there's a lot of things going on <laughs> oh it's twelve but anyways yeah. Sorry? 12, oh, I thought we were doing 12 Pacific. Fuck. 
I was Dick Clark from New York. Yeah, you know, and there's there's actually been years just because the music's been playing on. We're not we're 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 playing games and horse around and visiting and 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 it's like holy fuck, we only got five minutes left. I remember and so we so we missed yeah. A couple of years back, we uh, still living in the hat, and uh, we were fucking drunk off our ass. Not like obliterated, but we were watching. And, you know, you get busy and da da da, and time goes by. And we we're watching Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve, hosted by Ryan Seacrest, and and oh fuck, and it was only ten. Hey, it was over. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I'm going to bed. I've this always, you know, as a kid, like, do they, they don't raise and drop that ball once an hour for every time zone, do they? They only drop the. No, the they, they tape it once. once. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they tape they it just, once. It's up okay. there right now. Like they raise it in December. It's it's there all year long. The ball is up there in Times Square. I've seen it. Yeah. Like I've been I've been Times Square, you know, ten times. But it's it's there, and you know, it's sitting, and then they raise it up, and then it's just there, and. I got a buddy. I got a buddy that went to New York for him and his wife. They don't. I heard it's the worst experience in the world. That's what he said. He goes, "You can't go anywhere. You can't get a drink. You can't take a piss. Like it's just like fucking people everywhere." Yeah, I I I quite like like we stay at this place uh, when every time we go to Manhattan there the the Manhattan in Times Square. It's about two blocks from. Central Park, and then you can see the ball from those side. It's, I mean, whatever it is, and it, it it's uh, it's a whole lot of feathers, not much chicken. Like it's it's, it's fun, <laughs> but it's it's all right. It's literally a made-for-TV event, right? Yeah. No, I've never. I, but I've never been, done the uh, the New Year's in uh, in Times Square. But and I've always wondered that. It's not like you know. I get it. Like I'm a drinker, but you don't have to get hammered. But you know. Having four being beer. beverage friendly is important. Yeah, like having four beer, like I, I don't know. That's that's not too much to ask. Having a beer at your disposal at an event is important. Like you don't gotta get hammered, you're gonna be double fisting, you're gonna have 10, 12, 15. But if I'm watching a baseball game and or something, football, whatever else, at an event, Super Bowl, World Series, whatever. I would rather have a beer in my hand, like I'm not guzzling, I'm not pounding them, but having one in my hand is better than not having one in my hand. Right. It, it's like, it, and, right? And, and at the risk of sounding like an alcoholic, I'd rather it be a beer than a can of Coke or a Mountain Dew or whatever. Like yes. Like beer, yeah, beer is so, just my best. I, I get much more vocal. I, I talk a little bit more. I, I, I All of a sudden, I like you a little bit more if I have a beer in my hand. Yeah. Like if beer, I'm drinking... Like if I'm drinking three fucking glasses of water or bottles of water, I probably won't like you as much. No, and you know, <laughs> as yeah. that sounds, but it's true. Yeah, I, like I drink to make you more interesting. Yes, be more interesting, yes. so I don't drink as much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's just the way it is. It's not. We don't make the rules, man. No, we just follow them. We just follow them. 
Actually, I think we make the rules and follow them quite strictly. Yeah, quite strength stringently or stringently, yeah, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah, depending who's who's there, right? There it is. There. No, Dave. Uh, fun show tonight. We didn't get too too in depth about anything. We didn't uh, solve any problems. We made a create a little bit, a few more, but uh, no, it was fun. What do you got going on this weekend? I got a. I got a. Uh, speaking of, I got a Christmas party on Saturday night. Uh, the uh, Patterson Broadcast Media Group is uh, at downstairs the keg. We have a Christmas party on Saturday night. Oh, Pretty good fun. for you at the country uh, the country kitchen catering. Uh, is that the, I believe the they do it. I don't know. I don't know. It's my third. Ah, so I don't fucking know. Whatever. So they have KFC there. He has a general rule, don't they? I hope so. Well, that'd be a fucking. I love KFC. <laughs> I might phone ahead if they have KFC. I might bring Tupperware. Well, you know what? You can even should bring a Ziploc bag and put it outside because it is better cold. <laughs> oh, yeah, two, two a.m. Two a.m. No, we want to get home. Yeah, this eat it in the back of the Uber on the way home. Fucking wiping your greasy hands on the back. No, they're the they're doing They'll it quite it. well. It's uh, it's full bar, full everything, free for uh, all the food, everything else, and they're actually they're uh, cabs, everything over from here from the west side over to the uh, the keg. So it should be a lot of fun. And they're there. Like, the pants up up. It's been the whole Mariana, so it should be a good time. Uh, we I should. Uh, I'll probably have to put my phone away because it might be uh, different. But they're they're good guys. Like everybody's, there are pretty good people, and the media group is there. They're different, but uh, no, it should be a lot of fun. They're still getting. Right. Well, that's good to hear. Um, actually, um, I, uh, Kitty and I have had to send our regrets to a Christmas party this weekend, as we are going down to the great state of Montana tomorrow. Well, there you go. Yeah, uh, Amazon, believe it or not, is a little bit different in the States than it is in Canada. So there is some stuff in boxes that have to make it to the tree here in Canada. That's what we're going to do. Um, the ski hill, I looked at the, the webcam today. We ain't skiing. There's snow there. Not but yet. It is no, 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 not yet. Sparse, I believe, is the word. Um, if, it, if, it was an old man, if it was an old man's head, we'd call it thinning. Um, and then, so that's what we're doing this weekend, coming home, then fucking ramp up to Christmas, get those, uh, get those Harry Connick and, uh, Mariah Carey tunes turned on and get into the spirit and, and before I you have know, a, uh, there, brother. I like, obviously I like Mariah Carey, but there's a Backstreet Boys Christmas time again. I like that one a lot. It's, it's, it's kind of overtaken my, uh, my Christmas, but the U2 one, uh, baby, please come home. That's still my favorite. I love um, that song. No, that Diane Love Baby Please Come Home is my favorite. The one that the one that sings on, on Letterman. I think yeah. even you would know it. That's my favorite. I yeah. really like uh, I fucking dig her version. And you know, and then and, and I don't want to be smirched Mariah's version. It's a hell of a toe tapper and it's really good, but I cannot stand that woman. I've never liked her. I uh weird. I agree to an extent. Okay. <laughs> I, I it's a lot. I get that, she but I have but I, I also have to take Derek Sanderson Jr.'s advice. Maybe not be around Mariah Carey. <laughs> Don't put your dick in crazy. <laughs> if Gene says it's time to go, it's time to go. You know what I mean? Like Oh, if, no, yeah. if, 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 if a Hall of Famer says don't, then don't. 
Yeah, when you're when you're like you know, and that's something too because that was back in in Mariah's prime, right? Like physically as well, and he stiff armed her and like you know keep. I gotta go. I think I think uh, his, his mom me. probably had something to say with that. Doc, uh, Dr. Charles and mom Dorothy said, "You're no, she's yeah. not coming to California." <laughs> <She's not. laughs> that's my opinion on that one, but we could talk about that another day. But that uh, no, was fun, fun show day. We'll do it again on uh, Monday night. We'll talk some NFL, do our three Fs, everything else, and uh, who won that game? <laughs> not the Steelers. Oh, and I thought about it. I had my finger on on the pats. I had it on the pats, and I switched it. Fuck but, me! I'm falling behind in that fucking pool. Fucking Steelers and fucking fuck. Well, the, the, here's the thing. In the I'm pool, four out now, so it's it's well, over. but it's not over. You can make one. You got to make up one game a week. That's all you got to do. And, and I don't have the wherewithal or or the gumption. Well, sure you do. You never know. You know. No, I give up quite easily on life. I did. <laughs> That's hardly true. <laughs> you got to give yourself more credit. It's one a week, and none of the leaders would have picked uh, the Pats to beat Pittsburgh. Right? Uh, I think the leaders. This the funny thing. We'll, we'll get off off this half a second. I think there's two football player or football pool players in the world. Guys who follow it and who win, and guys who fall into it and win, and I'm 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 guy who falls into it and has been 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 close, because I don't fucking watch a ton. I kind of go yeah 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 this one feels right this one feels right. I think the guys ahead of me, they follow a little bit more than I do. Well, then their names would be at the top of the list every year, and and they're not right. It's different names on the top. I've been in that pool for 15 years now. And I hope I've won right. it once. Because I want to win. I want like, I don't care about the monetary fucking whatever it happens. I don't give a fuck. I want to say I won once. Before I before I before I leave leave this earth, which is hopefully another 30 years at least, I want to say I won a football pool. You know? Just That's once. Fair enough. Oh. Not that it's my, I want that in my fucking headstone. Brent won a football pool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have won that one. I've won a loser pool in another in another pool. I've I've won a baseball pool, the one you and I were in with like Kent Hare and Sudzy. I've, I've won I think that I that won a here. loser pool once, but nothing to do with sports. It's a joke. Whatever you missed, it. <laughs> doesn't matter. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, on a whole lot more. Take care of yourself. More important, take care of yourself. Do you rock? You're sticking the ice. And what else, Dave? Do not swing at high pitches, Jim. I hope your Christmas season goes well in Vancouver. No, he's uh, he's making his way over here. I hope Jim, Christmas goes well. Jim, set a number up. Jim will be here on the uh, 22nd of. Uh, of December, maybe christening the, the new shack there and have a good time, Christmas party, you know, 23rd, what, what's going to go on there, but Jim's, the, the actual producers make his way out here, so it should be uh, good to see Jim again, maybe he can play a new song for us. Well, yeah, and you can set up, then like, well, if you don't fuck around, get it all set up, maybe we can do a face-to-face all together, so. Uh, we'll talk off air, but yeah, there's, there's some work to do, but yeah, there's been some discussion.
Anyways, the 1424 Sports Bar Podcast, four beers, first talking a whole lot more. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you on Monday night for the three outs of the NFL, week 14. Uh, touch that and uh, whatever. And have a great weekend and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the season. Play safe. Talk on Monday. There we go. Cheers. <laughs>